0: Hello again. What is my philosophy on clothing? I've talked about in the last episode why I'm making clothes, but I didn't quite touch on what sort of clothes I want to make. On that last episode, I mentioned I am making lots and lots of patterns. And that is unusual because normally you're making patterns for every season, selling the latest item, then removing it, updating it with the latest one for the following season, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Now, I have no interest in doing that whatsoever. In fact, I want to just make one pattern. And once I make that pattern, I never change it again. Well, I like to think that I'm not chasing fashion or whatever the latest craze is. I'm trying to make something that is good now and will still be good years from now. I want to make something that's balanced and proportional. Because I think balance and proportion is, is just a good foundation to have. Something that you believe is going to be absolutely wearable in the future. Because to me, that's what clothes are about. I don't want to be buying clothes constantly. I mean, I mentioned that peace of mind in the previous episode, which is the feeling that when you spend your money on clothing, you are getting something that is going to put you at ease because you know this will be Good quality, a good design, balanced design, timeless design that you can wear now, but you can wear in the future, and not stress out about, not feel uncomfortable about. Because so often with clothes, they just aren't designed well, and you can feel it. I I do want to caveat the word timeless. I'm I'm hesitant to use that word, because everyone uses it. I, I feel like I'm actually using that word correctly, and... It's everyone else who's sullied that definition. So I think all this is related to my philosophy of making things right, getting this foundation right. That way I don't have to bother with tweaking them anymore. I just want to focus on other things once I make these clothes, whether it's promotion, selling, operations, what have you. From my experience as a consultant, I know trying to work on multiple things at once is a real headache. And it's nice to have something set, Like a proper foundation set before moving on. Otherwise, you're just dealing with too much, trying to fix everything all at once. And it can be very difficult. I'm trying to reduce complexity given I'm just one person. So the idea is one pattern and that's it. No more changes because that's how strongly I believe in this pattern, in this design. I suppose the other argument would be that if I made something, sold it, then revised it, I'd feel a little guilty that the people who bought the initial product got an inferior product. I mentioned timelessness. And let's talk about timelessness. What is it? It's sort of what I described, something that you can wear now and tomorrow. But what can you wear in the future? What clothes people wear changes. And no matter how well you design something, if it looks out of place it will be seen as a costume the suit is still somewhat of a modern outfit so if someone wears one it doesn't look out of place because it's still being worn whether you see people on the street or you see tv shows or or movies people are still wearing suits so they're not out of the public conscious but maybe something like those old golfing outfits from the 1920s nobody wears those anymore Yeah, I mean, and you don't even see them on TV or your movies. They're just completely out of public conscience. And so even if you wore something like that, that was properly tailored and actually perfectly balanced, that would look out of place. To me, that's that's a sort of costumey factor with some clothes, which I'm obviously trying to avoid. I think that's what timelessness is about. It's the opposite of costumey. So the philosophy of designing clothes is a big concept to wrap your head around, I think the easiest way is to start by breaking down the body. You have your, you know, head, shoulders, chest, waist, hips, and and feet. Those are the main areas. And I think you want people when they look at you to not look at the clothes, but to look at your face, to look at your head, I mean, because that's I think the ideal focus point. How do you do that? Well, I'll tell you how you don't do that. Well, for one, when there are wrinkles or ripples or whatever you want to call it, if something is too tight, the buttons are pulling and stretching and there's these marks and wrinkles and folds, it's very distracting. I think you will look at that, all these shadows and and folds and things that distract your eyes from looking at the person. It's the same with wearing crazy colored clothing. You'll focus on that and you're not looking at the person. And so how have I designed my trousers? I think it makes much more sense for the trousers to bisect your your shirt at the narrowest part. Your, your eyes will naturally want to look up because things are getting wider. Now, that's at least how my eyes work. It's all a bit subconscious. And I've designed my clothes to properly frame the person's body so that the focus is where it should be and not where it shouldn't be. And if you watched vintage Hollywood films, this is how all men wore trousers. They were much higher than they are worn today and much more aesthetically pleasing. And that was regardless of their shape, whether they were a leading man or character actor. It didn't really matter what shape or size they were. They looked better with those trousers. And I think there is something to vintage. I have this theory that as time passes, ideas and things are modified in ways that they would have never been modified in the beginning. Because in the beginning, a product is just about function and aesthetics and as time passes it's less about function and it's more about making the product different rather than anything else it's almost this bastardization of a simple clean product because the original does everything as well as it could be done otherwise it would have never established a foothold and gotten popular or or made it to where it is now and i think it just gets worse from there Because people need to make a living and people like to buy the latest model, regardless if it's necessary or even better. So for me, I think referencing early iterations and vintage models is useful. I think you see a cleaner version without all the unnecessary stuff that's been added all the time. Or at least you can see what has been added and you can make your own determination if certain aspects or attributes are useful or not. And so... I like using old films, vintage clothes, and a number of older tailoring books to just reference what something was. For someone who likes to experiment and has been experimenting, they're an amazing resource. And for me, that's what this design process has been about, to explore all the ideas. Because I think so often the clothing business is just an assembly line. It's just about pushing stuff out there. I think, actually I know, one of the older episodes I had with Tony, who was a pattern maker, he had mentioned, back in the day, there were no designers. They were just tailors. Pattern makers were the designers. Tailors were the designers. And obviously, there's not as many tailors now, pattern makers now, as there were back in the day. So I think there's less new, innovative stuff Coming out because there's just fewer people that are doing it and i think maybe there's even fewer people that are willing to pay for that because using one of those a tailor or pattern maker is expensive i don't doubt that there were certain things you could definitely experiment with when you're just making one and you only need to make a profit on that one experiment versus trying to do something wacky and try to sell a 1,000 wacky pieces. I think I am trying to do a bit of that. I'm trying to create something which I don't think is out there, which is truly timeless stuff, which really means simple stuff that I think people are still going to wear years from now, designed correctly with the right balance and with the right philosophy to follow that sort of classical principle of channeling a viewer's focus upwards. Because if you look, I think, at those classical buildings like the Parthenon and whatnot, that's what your eyes do. Your eyes look at those columns. Those columns draw your attention upwards. And to me, I think that's something similar uh, when, when I design clothes. They, they aren't meant to pull your eyes anywhere but up. Because I think your face, your head, is the one thing that's not covered by these clothes. And it's... It's the closest people are going to get to you. The clothes are more of a frame, and ideally, these just accentuate who you are rather than overtaking what you are. So if this sounds interesting to you, then stay tuned. I hope to have some images or pictures up to share as soon as these samples are done. And then the next step will be getting them into your hands. So thank you for listening, and until next time.